Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Is it something here to eat? Oh, Mr. Haynes. Oh, Brother Roy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, how you doing, sir? Uh, I'm all right. That's good. It's an honor to talk to you. You are a true living legend, a man uh, that know how to keep the beat and keep everything on time and keep it moving. So I just want to ask you a question about your uh, first drumming instructor, Herbert Wright. Uh, your thoughts about him? Uh, uh, you read something that I uh, I said or I spoke to have said or something? Oh, was I, I read an article, I believe, uh, I believe it was from a Boston uh, media outlet about him being your first teacher. All right. And we know, I also know that uh, he was the guy who, who killed James Reese Europe. All right, he killed him, huh? <laughs> That's what they say. That's what I'm reading. They, 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 they say he killed him, but he was released. He served about, I guess, eight years on April Fool's Day, 1927. He and was I know released? He was, he was yeah, released then? Yes, sir. Released from prison. Oh wow! Yeah, I think I did hear something like that. Yeah, yeah I served eight years in jail. Eight or, years? Oh, really? Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah, April Fool's Day, nineteen twenty-seven, let him go. And you was about two years old at the time when he, you know, got out of prison. I was about two years old. You read yes, that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. He lived across the street from where I lived, and he's a friend of my my father's. I remember his wife. Yeah. So was he? A, so how do you? Uh, was he a very approachable guy? What was his uh his personality like? What was his personal? Well, I was, you know, I was very young then, so uh, you know, uh, uh, he was great. I, I looked up to him as a, a great person, and in fact, uh, you know, I had drum lessons with him. I think my father paid for those drum lessons because he was a friend of my father's, like I mentioned. Yes, sir. So how old were you at the time when you started your drumming lessons with uh, Mr. Wright? How old was I? I don't remember. I'm thinking maybe I was maybe 10 years old, 9 or 10, maybe. Something oh, like wow. So you, have, you got a very distinctive, like, innovative drumming style. And I'm just curious, like, how was Herbert Wright's drumming style? Like, how would you describe it, his drumming technique? Well, uh... He was great. I can't really describe him because I don't remember. I I'm trying to remember who I heard him play with. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I know they said, they had a band in those days that would come to different neighborhoods and it was called the Jenkins Band. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you ever heard about the, the Jenkins Band. Have you? Yes, sir, down the Jenkins Jazz Orphanage Band down in Charleston. South right. Carolina, you talking about? That's where he came right. from, him and his right. buddy uh, Stephen Wright, the percussion, tw- the percussion twins, I think they called them at one point, him and his buddy. A lot of, like, Jabbo Smith, a lot of them guys came out there orphanage. 
Right, right, right. So you you heard about that before, anyhow, huh? Yes, sir. Actually, I got a great uncle. He owns the Charleston Chronicle, the newspaper down there, the oldest black-owned newspaper in the state of South Carolina. He's actually on the board for the Jenkins Orphanage. And I met him. Oh. Out, I met him out a couple of years ago. All right, and this, that's your uncle, huh? You say? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. His name is James French. They call him Frenchy. How about that? He yes, still, sir. I, he, go ahead. He's still living. Yes, sir. He'll be 90 years old uh, this October. But I met him just two, I guess I would say about two or three years ago. He's yeah. from Kansas City, and he grew up with Charlie Parker. Charlie Parker was a good childhood friend of his, and he used to play at his brother's restaurants and stuff in Kansas City. How about that? I didn't know about that until I met him two years ago, two or three years ago. That's some serious history, yeah, man. Oh, you you some serious history. What are you talking about? You all modest over yeah, here. But it's now this is Oliver Nelson the other day. Yes, sir. Losing the abstract truth. You the truth. I was listening to the other day, man. I love that, man. You just did. You blessed. I'm going to ask you this. You remember when you found out who Herbert Wright was, like his connection to Dangerous Europe? What was your thoughts about that? Or do you remember that? Well, I don't I don't remember anything about James Reese Europe, man. I know that was before your time. I know that. But I'm talking, you remember like when you found out about his connection to his story, your, your well, teacher. Well, that probably was much later, you know, after... He had uh, had left the planet. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I knew he was very famous. I looked up to him. He was a friend of my father's, too. He only lived across the street from where we lived. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, and uh, you, uh, when did he die? When did he leave, leave the planet? Can you recall? I don't remember exactly when he passed away, but uh, I probably was very young now. That's before I was a teenager. I'm I'm thinking. Yes, sir. I'm thinking that was before I was a teenager, yeah. Do you have any kids by any chance? Do you have any that you know of? Uh, not that I know of, no. Yeah, so it is fascinating this topic to you. I want to think about all the stuff that you do know and, and stuff like that. And uh, I just want to, I know you came, you know, you started your career over 70 years ago, which is amazing. Um, and I just want to know about the scene back then in the forties. How was the music, the jazz scene? How was it? Yes, sir. Well, you know, it was uh, to me. It was always great. It was a highlight uh, of my life to be able to hear people play, and I was fortunate to have known people like Herbert Wright. You know, and remember him and his wife. So, like I say. He was a friend of my father's, lived across the street from where we lived. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there were some other younger drummers that that I uh, looked after and were great. They're not living now. I can't think of all of their names, but it seemed like there were a lot of drummers, man. <laughs> you know what I like, I like about was Shadow Wilson. That's the one that people don't really talk yeah. about like they should. I mean, I, I really respect the work he was able to do. In that oh, short yeah, period of time, Shadow Wilson. Yeah, he was he was a great guy, and uh, you know I knew him pretty good. You know, mm. uh, yeah, I remember he got me to take his place with uh, somebody. I don't know if it was Bert, with Bird or somebody. I took his place, Shadow Wilson. Yeah. Wow. And what was it like? Go. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. What was what like? <laughs> playing playing with Bird, playing with the Bird Man, oh, the Y'all man. Bird. That was wow. <laughs> That was a great life. I was lucky to play with uh, Bird and Prez. And, and, I mean, not for one gig. You know, I played with both of them for a long time. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
So who your favorite musician to play with, like, in terms of, like, you know, just playing with? Who is your favorite? Well, naturally it was people people like uh, Charlie Parker and Lester Young and some other younger guys. I can't think of all their names at the moment. But uh, wow. I was pretty fortunate. You know, I, I had that thing, dang, did da dang, did da dang. Mm-hmm. They would say back in the days, I could swing. <laughs> so I, I was fortunate to to play with a lot of people like Lester Young. I played with him a long time. And I played with Lewis Russell's big band. That was my first big band. Yeah, great experience. So do you find it easy to play with, uh, with I guess, uh, instrumental, uh, instrumentalist or, I mean, a musician? It plays an instrument versus a singer, or which one you prefer? Like I know you played with Sarah Vaughn for a while too. Yeah, well, Sarah Vaughn was a genius. It was great to play with with, with uh, genius people, great people, man. I had a very uh, young experience to have played with uh, a lot of the people that I played with. To still be playing, man, it's Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> I feel very, I feel very fortunate, man. Well, you know, you you know how to sell it, man. You like you having the ball every time you play. I mean, you really enjoy yourself up there. See who that is? Oh, my, my son, my phone is ringing up, so you can see who that is from me. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, I'll ask you about Herbert Wright. Like, the, the, I know you're from South Carolina. I mean, like, do you talk a certain way, like a little Gucci dialect? Uh, maybe a little, but uh, no. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember his wife too. He had a fine lady. <laughs> uh huh. We met up in the East Coast, or was she from down south in South Carolina? Probably, yeah. She, you know, she probably was from South Carolina. She had a little accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My it, father was friendly with all of the, all of those people. You know, live like close to us and everything, and they all drank. That's good. <laughs> oh, drinking partners. So also, I want to ask you, what was the most important lesson you think that Herbert Wright taught taught you about the drums, about the music? Well, that's uh, I don't know what the most important thing was, you know, because uh, I didn't study with him that long, but uh, you know, like I said, he lived across the street from me, so I'd seen him a lot, you know, and uh, I had respect for you know all the people like that. He was probably my father's age, yeah. And I know right. they all they all used to drink a lot. Yes, I hope sir. my phone's not going off. I felt a little vibration, but it's on at the moment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want to ask you, like his statue. Like, was he a tall man? Like, what was his physical? No, 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 he was not. Definitely, he was kind of kind of short, if I remember correctly. His wife was too, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, so like so Boston back or Roxbury, the neighbor that's a very historic neighborhood for black people, of course, with Malcolm and, and Louis Perricon as well. But what what was it like growing up in a neighborhood like that? Or in, oh in man, it was beautiful, man. Mm. It, it was beautiful growing up there. You know, what's so great about my father bought this house where we lived when I was two years old. Wow. It was a, a six room house, had a uh uh, it couldn't call it a basement because it wasn't a place to live in, but it was a cellar. Mm-hmm. We had a, uh, I used to have drums down there, and it was a 
a furnace down there that I would go to to put coal in the in the winter and all that. It was great growing up and, you know, to have a parent that owned his own house, six-room house, right across the street from a Jewish synagogue, had French-Canadian people living near me, and, you know, it was great growing up there. All kind of people, not just black people, but Irish and all kind of people living there. Jewish synagogue right in front of the house that we own. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. I hope this uh, phone doesn't shut off because I feel it humming. When it hums, like when it oh, yo, I'll, I'll ask you, like, so what, was your father a musician? My father, he was like a vocalist. I think he played, we had an organ in our house, so at that time he played uh, the organ. Mm-hmm. And he, he used to sing, too. <laughs> was he, like, self-taught, or he, he took lessons? or? Did he take lessons? Yes, sir. Or was he self-taught? I I I wouldn't know. I didn't know him when he was a kid, so I don't know if he took lessons. But he was he knew a lot about singing, and he used to like to sing. That I know. Yes, sir. And where do you get your fashion sense from? And you're a very snappy dresser. You know how to put it together. Where did I get my fashion? I was sense from. Yes, sir. That. I was always mm-hmm. ever since I was very young, man. I was into uh, clothes, original stuff, and yeah, that I do remember. And I'm going to ask you this as a musician who was your favorite swing band you had a favorite swing band or Count Basie why Count Basie say why yeah yes sir well I like Jimmy Lunsford too but I you know Jimmy Lunsford was a little before my time Mm -hmm. and uh, I I remember the drummer that played with uh, both bands Mm -hmm. I knew more I knew most of the drummers like I say the street that I lived on, Haskins Street, H-A-S-K-I-N-S, uh, seemed like a lot of drummers had lived on that street, including wow. Herbert Wright and uh, another guy, maybe a couple of years older than me, uh, Bobby Donaldson. He lived mm. on that street too. He was, he was great. Wow, that's something else. So you, yeah, I, so you, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it was great growing up there, man. Uh, yeah. No, no, a lot of uh, big time people. Yeah, I'll never forget that. That's excellent. So, so you said Count Basie because of Joe Jones. You like Joe Jones, the drummer for Count Basie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had heard <laughs> a lot about him. You know, when I was very young, when I got to meet him, it was so great. You know, he was always great with me. You know, I would when he was with the Basie band and they would play the RKO Theater. In Boston, I would go there. In fact, I would stay out of school when the, when that band. <laughs> I wouldn't go to school those days, man. Yes, sir. Yes. Well, let's just like uh, talk about the Lunsford man. I know Count was your favorite, but what were your thoughts about Jimmy Crawford? Are you familiar with his technique or sound by any chance? Well, uh, I liked him too, but I like Papa Joe more than any of them. Yes, sir. I understand that. Yeah. Well, what were your thoughts about the Crawford sound? Like what he did that you liked? Well, I never, I never heard him when I was very young because I couldn't, I didn't go to those places, you know. Yes, sir. And then when I was older, I don't know if he, uh, I don't know if Lumsford's band was still happening then, so I don't remember. I don't remember hearing Jimmy Crawford when in the bands. Maybe I heard him on Fifty Second Street. I don't even remember if I did or not. Yes, sir. I know Lumsford. He died at forty-seven. 
Hey, you came wow. like you professional at forty five, like you was basically making debut in forty five, is that correct? What was so that about forty five? Well did you de- debuted in nineteen forty five or was it earlier? Did I debut in nineteen forty five? Yes, sir. What do you mean if I debuted? Well, I, I was looking at some of the material online. It said you, you, your career started in nineteen forty five, like. Well, that's when I got. That's when I left New York, nineteen forty five. I think. Okay. Okay. I joined Louis Russell's band. He heard about me, and that's when I joined Louis Russell's band, nineteen forty five, September nineteen forty five. Oh wow! That's amazing. I remember. I remember that because the gig I had, I, I you know, I was gonna keep that too. <laughs> So right. September, something like that. So I wasn't playing for Louis Russell. Cause I know he was with Louis Armstrong at one point, right? He was helping with his. I band. never was with Louis Armstrong long at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't too young when I played with Louis Armstrong, but when I joined Louis Russell, I was still a teenager. Wow. Yeah. What did you thought about Louis Armstrong? What do you think about his playing? What did I think about his playing? Oh, man, yes, sir. I think you probably know better than to ask that. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody got their team, you know. <laughs> you was it? Mean, yeah, I, I love those also. <laughs> I know the, the people that were great like that, and I got a chance to play with him when I was very young and be around him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what, what was his personality like being around Satchmo? What was it like being around? He was great, man. He was great, man. I, I, well, I had respect for all of those people like that, so. As far as I was concerned, he was just a great person, man. Wow. Yeah, he didn't disrespect me because I was very young or anything like that, you know. Mm. I, I was lucky with the, the older people that played music, man. Most of them liked me because I could swing. <laughs> yes, sir. So in order to be a great drummer, you got to be able to swing, right? A, a great jazz drummer, you can't. Yeah, especially in those days, man. Mm. Yeah. I want to ask you this, like, about people's personalities. Like, you spoke about Louis Armstrong, and I'm just interested about Lester Young because I look at his family. Like, his brother, Lee Young, was very accomplished. And also, he got a son that's, like, one of the top educators in New York State. And I thought it was crazy. I didn't know that. So what, what type of person was Lester Young to know? Lester Young was one of the most original men that I think I had ever met. I had no, know that I had ever played with. Mm. He was great. He had his Lester Young had his own way of talking. Yes, he was, uh, yeah, you know, he had his own his own language, man. But it's funny when I was around, it seemed like I could under, understand him, man. You know, I was very <laughs> young because I didn't I didn't smoke or I didn't drink. Yes, sir. I, I was around people that were doing everything. When when I was with Louis Russell's band, some of the ga- some of the guys in the band that were Older than me, some of them that were younger than me, they like to smoke herb, as they, as they call it. <laughs> yes, sir. And they used, to, they used to say, they used to take Roy Haynes with them when they were smoking and say, blow, blow Roy Haynes' face and say, now watch Roy now, watch him. <laughs> they had some guys that were kind of square. The Russell's band, they would go out and they would smoke their herb and they would have me with them. I wouldn't have none of them. I, I'd, I'd I was hipper than all of them. And they did. Thought they were so hip because they were smoking herb and whatever else they were smoking and doing. I didn't drink or smoke. Wow, that's good. That's why. That's why you still around, probably. <laughs> they you still play. <laughs> <laughs> Is it amazing? Like, all so many people are gone. So many guys died young. So they died young. I'll think about all the guys that you would have known 
they pass away. They didn't make it to thirty. A lot of them, let alone forty. <laughs> are you are you amazed by that? Like you still around? You going strong and you still putting out some great stuff? You know, you know what I am about it. I don't know if I'm amazed or not. I'm happy as hell to have <laughs> lived this long and to have played with the great people that I have played with. Yes, sir. And a lot of people that left the planet early. I don't know <clears throat> if uh, because I didn't smoke or didn't drink hardly. You know, till I was much older. Mm-hmm. You know, still never. I never did get into cigarettes or smoking herb, as as the younger cats would call it. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't know nothing about it. Right, well, I heard. You know, but <laughs> I, I I could do without it, and it rhymes too. I, I I'm not talking all about it, but <laughs> I could do without it. <laughs> yes, sir. I heard that. That's good. Hey, good words live by. And I, I want to ask you about some of these cats that I, I really like that people probably don't even talk about that much anymore. Like, do you, can you recall Waddell Gray by any chance? I know you played with him before, right? Did you say that I would I call him? No, recall him, like uh, uh, Waddell Gray. Waddell Gray? Yeah, yes, sir. I him, but, but uh, you know, uh, I didn't play with Waddell much at all. I don't think mm-hmm. I ever played with any Waddell's products, but no. So Freddie Webster? Freddie Webster, yeah, yeah, I knew him pretty good, yeah. What do you think about his trumpet playing? Oh, he was great. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he was, he, <laughs> what I think about it, he was great. He's a guy that could play first trumpet. He was good at that. Mm. Yeah, lead. But we didn't work much together. I never hang around with him much together. Anyhow. Well, how was it? I want to ask you about Oliver Nelson because like, some of my friends think that if Oliver Nelson lived long enough, he probably could have been greater than Quincy Jones as far as an arranger and stuff. And I know y'all did that classic album, Blues and the Abstract Truth, but I think he's up there well, kind of blue. Well, I think, to me, he was greater than Quincy. Wow. Why you to say me? that? Yes, well, uh, I was not really into Quincy that much. You know, I didn't, you know, I knew him a lot, but he seemed to me to be, uh, I didn't know him as a player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mostly... Uh, respected people that played, uh, that could play. I, I think he talked about music a lot. I don't know. If, I don't know if he was that great a player. You were talking about Yeah, yeah, he was. A, yeah, he, he played trumpet, but yeah, but yeah, he he, yeah. Uh, he wasn't Clifford Brown. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he wasn't Gerald Wilson. I don't think Gerald Wilson was a. Uh, no, he was interested. I had a chance to talk to him a couple of years ago. Yeah, but I, I think Joe may have played more often than Quincy. I think Quincy was around. He, to me, I heard him talk more than I heard him play. Right. He was a talker. <laughs> but what about Oliver Nelson? But you thought he had uh, Oliver Nelson was a better arranger. I don't know. Yeah, to me, I could play his arrangements. I kn- I knew. His style of writing, mm-hmm. you know, he would the way he would write for a drummer, you know, it was like mm. a cue. Yeah, Oliver Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was close with Oliver's music, mm. and he sort of respected uh, my way of interpreting what he wrote. He would have me. He would have me there. I know I was playing a lot of his arrangements. 
know. Yeah, he got that Midwest. I know he's from uh, Missouri. I think he's from St. Louis. He got that Midwest basic bounce to it, like the swinging. It's very much swinging. It's yeah, very yeah, much yeah. modern. I mean, I listen to that stuff y'all was playing. It's incredible, man. Cause I, I put it up there with Kind of Blue, which y'all did with the, the blues and the abstract truth. Right, it's right, up there. right. Yeah, it's definitely up there with Kind of Blue. Right, right. It got to be up there. It's one of the best jazz albums or best music albums of all time, in my opinion. I my think humble so, opinion. You swinging hard on them, man. You like you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and you pushing them hard. I want to ask you about a, a guy with my favorite horn man is uh, Eric Dolphy. Like your thoughts about him, about Eric? My thoughts about Eric? Yeah. Eric was Eric was great. He was a great guy, great player. Yeah, we were almost like brothers, man. Yeah. He he died at thirty six, right? He passed away at thirty six. I didn't know how old I was, but he was young. Yeah, you know I saw something on, on online. They had uh, this guy interviewed his parents. I believe it was like either the late '60s or early '70s in their home, and they said that uh, when Eric was living with them, that he actually would go outside in the backyard and play with the birds. Like he'd be playing on his on his horn, and they'd be doing a call response between him and the birds. He'd be doing a what? A call and response. Like he'll play something on his horn, and the birds will respond back to him, like the right, birds right. in the backyard. So you, you I mean, I. I hear all these stories like this. Uh, this is unbelievable. I said, but he's like he was that, that type of person. It's one of those special people. They're here for a short period of time, then they, they do what they got to do, and they leave. Right. That's something, man. Yeah, I was into the birds, too. I would hear them sing all. A lot of birds in uh, in, uh, in the neighborhood where I lived. And when my father bought the house that we were lived in, in mm-hmm. the back was a big bird cage with a lot of birds in it. Wow. So that that went with the house, man. Actually, when we got it, uh, my father didn't know how to take care of them birds. All the birds died, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wild. That's a true statement, man. It was a big bird house in the back, man, with the wire and all that. All them birds died, man. Wow. Is that You still own the house or y'all still have the house in the family? We still own that house. That whole street was taken care of, man. The whole street changed. Wow. All the houses were taken down back there, you know, after I moved, after we mm. moved out. Yeah, and I, I think it was made into that that street, Haskins Street, H-A-S-K-I-N-S. The street okay. we lived on was like a hill. So mm-hmm. kids would come from all over when it would snow with their sleds because you could just, you know, sled down. That, but it was a very, very, very popular street with Irish people, Jewish people, and black people. Well, you know, I always think of Boston like that. I think about it, when people tell, talk about Boston, they think about it, it's like the Mississippi or the South in terms of race relations. Yeah. But you said it was a different reality for you. It was not different. It wasn't like the South at all, man, mm. at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, the street we lived on, and it was beautiful because kids, it always seemed like a lot, a lot of kids had lived on that street. Man. Mm. Yeah. You ever hear of the name Herbert Wright? Yes, sir. I heard of Herbert Wright. Yes, sir. You heard of her? You heard of him, huh? Yes, sir. That's the guy who supposedly killed uh, James Fisher. Right. Well, he's your first teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you heard me talk about him, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, he was great to me, man. Herbert Wright. Mm. My first drum lesson was taken with Herbert Wright. Yes, sir. He'd be drinking, what are we drinking? Uh, I guess beer and coffee and 
smoking a cigarette. Mm, wow. Yeah. You ever talk about his? Uh, you ever talk about his wartime experiences with you? Like you know, being in World War One with the Harlem Hellfighters. Uh, I may have heard him talk about it, but uh, I don't know if that was something he would like to talk about. He was very, like I say, he was friendly with my father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they hang around a lot. They drink beer, whatever else they were drinking. I remember Herbert smoking a smoking a cigarette. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I remember that. So he like a, he was a short guy. He was a short yeah. guy. You heard me he he? say so, or you heard that? No, I, I think you told me. I thought I read about it. I heard they they used to call him dwarf or whatever. And when he was playing with Jimmy, uh, I mean, I, James Rich Europe band used to joke about him being short. So was I wasn't short. sure. He was short. Yeah, his wife was short too. <laughs> uh huh. Well, that makes sense. So was he a dark skinned brother or was he light skinned? Uh. This is brown skin, medium brown skin, man. Medium brown, okay. Yeah. And he had like that Gullah Geechee thing going on, the dialect, the accent, the the island type of thing. When you say the island, what island? Are oh, yeah, like, like, South Carolina, like out there, you know, the Gullah Geechee culture. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's hard for me to remember where you're at, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So did he have a, a a favorite song that he would teach you? Like, did he teach you any song that was a favorite of his or anything? Uh, that I don't remember. Okay. Him having any favorite songs. I do remember, You you. I asked you uh, if you heard about the Jenkins band. I asked you that, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, down in Charleston, yeah. The Jenkins Jazz Orphanage, all that. Yeah, yes, sir. Right, right. During the summertime, they would, uh, they would come to my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And when they were, whatever street they were on, I don't know how I would know what street they were on or somebody would tell me or something. I would go to the street that they were on playing and then they would say that they were coming to my street next. I'd run home, man, and we'd run home and get up <laughs> on the roof. Yes, so many people listening that we wouldn't be, in no, nobody would be in our way to get, because we'd go on the roof. Yes, sir. Wow. That's amazing. And, wow. and, and Herbert Wright sometimes would, he would sit in with the band when they would come to our street. Mm. That was, it was very big time to me for him to know the people. Oh, they knew him, knew of him. Well, like, like what, how would you describe his drumming style? Like, what kind of style was it? How would you describe it? How would I describe the drummers now? Is that what you're Oh, no, his, his drum, uh, Herbert Wright's drumming style. How would you describe his well, style? Well, I didn't know Herbert. I don't know if he had a, a set of drums in his house. I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. if he did have a set of drums in his house. Or mm-hmm. he just had a Martian drums or drums, you know, you put them around his neck or something. I don't I don't remember him having a set of drums. He may have, and seems like I wouldn't have forgot if he did, you know. Yes, sir. So, like, how, that, how did you... At, go ahead, I'm sorry. At that early age, I don't think I had a set of drums neither. Come and think about it. So how did you teach you? How, how did he teach you? Like how did, what did he use to teach you how to play drums? Well, I guess he taught me more rudimental stuff. I don't remember him teaching me to swing or anything like that. Uh, I don't remember. Because uh, I, I think that came up with me kind of natural. That's right. There, there was one guy that lived, a younger guy, a couple years old, older than me. I remember him. He was swinging. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's funny, man, to have drummers live not too far from me. <laughs> Maybe like it was a special place for y'all all get us. I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> Something special about that place where you grew up at. Well, it was everything because uh, we live across the street from a Jewish synagogue. Mm-hmm. And, and and Irish people live next to us. French Canadian live. Oh man, it was something, something. My father bought this house when I was two years old, or the house that I was living in. Yes, sir. It was a hell of an, hell of an experience, man. It's not good. I, I want to ask you before I go. I, I want to. I appreciate you taking time to talk with me You're, about playing with the loneliest monk. How was that? Playing was like a dream. It was great, man. You, you, um, seems like you ought to know that that was great. You know, no, I, mean, I, I know it was great. I, just, uh, I don't want to assume. Yeah, I won't get you. Because you was actually there playing with him. I wish I was there. But, uh, you know, you actually had a chance Monk. to play with him. Yeah, man. It was great playing with Monk, man. What made him different to play for than anybody else? Like, what, what was different about his approach? Not only his playing, Monk was a different type of person. I never met anybody like Monk. Why you say that? Why you say that? Why, why well, you say, I say that? Because he was original. He talked the way he talked, the way he played, the way he did everything. Man, to me, was amazing. He was amazing the way he dressed. Mm. And I was I was known as a dresser. In fact, mine I was mentioned in uh, what magazine? Esquire, Esquire magazine. Yeah, they, they had man, article, 1960, top 40. They had an article called "The Art of West, uh, The Art of Wearing Clothes," mm-hmm. and they included me in that. I was, I think, I was, I don't know if I was the only black. I was the second black person to be mentioned in there. It was an impressive was, list. Yeah. What was that again? You were it was an impressive list you was included in for that uh, article. You heard about it, huh? You yes, sir. Yeah, Cary Grant, some other people here. You was on. You said it was amazing considering what was going on with black people back in 1960 in this country. <laughs> well, what, what do you what, what do you think was going on with them? I mean, it's like you know, civil rights movement. You know, all the stuff that was happening at that time. Civil rights. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then that that wasn't bothering me much though. Yes, <laughs> the places I was going was mixed, and where I lived was still mixed. Like I say, we lived across the street from a Jewish synagogue. Yes, sir. French people live on one side of our house. My father bought that house. You probably heard me say this or read it when I was mm-hmm. two years old. Yes, sir. My father bought that house, six room house, across the street from a Jewish synagogue. Irish people on my left and French Canadian on the right. <laughs> that sounds like a United Nations neighborhood right there. It's like it was a bridge. Why is it just a about tour? Go ahead, I'm sorry. It sounds like what? It's like it was like the United Nations of neighborhoods. I'm pretty pretty diverse. Diverse? Yes, sir. Your neighborhood growing up. Well, I thought it was great to grow up there. I, man, I loved it, man. Mm. I had uh, different people to play with. Pretty girls. You know, white, white and black. Yes, sir. And, and then, like on on both sides of our house, one side, some uh, uh, Irish people live, and they had French Canadian live on the other side of the house. Yes, sir. And when the French Canadian moved, when it started getting too black around there, the French Canadian they, they sold the house. I think my brother. 
bought that house from one of them or something. And he got it for a good price. It was a nice house, man. Mm. My brother Vincent, who's not living now. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that street is not even there anymore. Haskins, H-A-S-K-I-N-S, Haskins Street. That's not there. The whole place wow. changed, man. Yes, sir. Huh. What, 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 this is why I let you go. What would you take on the drumming scene today, like the drummers of today? What do you think about them? Like the drummers coming up now. What do I think about them? Yes, sir. Well, I don't think about all of them. Yes, <laughs> some, <sir>. some I like. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's some that are better than others, you know. There are a lot of, lot of drummers out there now, man. Yes, sir. A lot of drummers, man. A lot of them been influenced by you, though. A lot of them been influenced by your by your playing style and by your career. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, a lot of probably more have been influenced by my career because a lot of them were around when I was playing with Bird and Prez. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, also, you got a grandson that's pretty good as well, Marcus Gilmore. He's pretty okay. good. Okay, yeah. you name him. Yeah, you name him. He was natural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alfie got a son, Craig. He's pretty good. Yeah, you checked all of them, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. So, I mean, well, I feel like you like the the patriarch of a musical family. Like you got your uh, your granddaughter Olivia Gilmore, she sings, and you know everybody's like a very Who? musically inclined. Who who's that that sings? You say oh, your a granddaughter Olivia. Is there an uh-huh. Olivia Gilmore? How did you get to her? How did you I, I saw it. I saw it at your at your celebration after the at the Blue Note. She was oh, in you the, saw uh, her there? Yeah, I talked to her. Yes, sir. Oh, she was there. That's what. You, but you knew of her before you. I, I didn't know of her. No, no, sir. I, I was oh, talking okay. about. She told me she was a singer. I said I was impressed with your family, and uh, you got to be very proud of her, man. You got like a very powerful dynasty going on. <laughs> How did she react? Sir, How did she react when you said that? Oh no, she was. She was proud. She was proud to be your grand, uh, your granddaughter. I mean, she was happy. <laughs> I mean, she's happy. She said, that's my granddaughter. I mean, my grandfather right there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Met, you met her when? I met her at your thing at the Blue Note. After your last set where everybody was meeting and greet you in, the, in, your, in your room. Yeah, and people my, coming my, in. My granddaughter was there? Yes, sir. She was sitting on the couch. How about that? Yeah, she has nice shoes on. She got. I guess she got her fashion sense from you. Yes, sir. Yeah, she was looking sharp. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, she was hey. Yeah, you got some good people. But yeah, I'm really enjoying talking to you. I'm I'm glad I had the chance to, to meet you and to hear you in person. Uh, I don't. I'm really I'm really happy. Yeah. So I just uh, met you then, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I came my way yeah. from Memphis. I drove my way from Memphis, caught a bus to DC, so back. Basically, about 18 plus hours to get up to New York to hear you play. It was really? like a last minute decision. Yes, sir. I did it the last minute. I said, you know what? Uh, you only live once, as far as I know. Matter with you know, hell fun while you here. You know Because <laughs> it's gonna be over one day soon. Yes, sir. That's that's beautiful of you, man. Yeah, you was on my mind, so I gotta go see you, man. I gotta go see you, cause, uh How about that? Yeah, yes, sir, it's an honor. Yeah, man, it's nice to have heard that, man. <laughs> I mean it's nice for you to be around and do what you're doing. You made a lot of people happy that you never meet. Yeah, and like, yeah. you know, you can make generations more happy because once they hear the blues and the abstract truth and all the other stuff you put out there. <laughs> you know, it is a blessing. I think Herbert Wright, you helped 
Yes, he was on redemption. He might not know it, but you know, you helped redeem him in some type of way. I feel that way. Oh, that's beautiful to hear, man. Yeah, I think you, re- you know, redeemed yourself you by teaching. You said, <laughs> yeah. And my 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 father was a friend of his, man. Yeah. I think it was unfortunate that James Rizzo lost his life, but things happened. I think it was a misunderstanding. That you know how people have things happen. People regret later on. Yeah, but the fact that he still had the love of music in him after he went through it, you know, after he spent all those years in jail, then he met you and he taught you something and he passed it on. He right, didn't keep he it for himself. Yeah, you passed it on. You didn't keep it to yourself. That's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to give it back. You're supposed to leave the world better off than what you came into, right? When, when, what was that again? You're supposed to have the world left in a better position than when you came into it, right, once you leave. Oh, you okay. You supposed to made it better. You made it better. You made more people happy than sad. Oh, yeah, I like that. Uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people smiling. Sometimes people don't speak the language. A lot of Caucasian people coming up. And, oh, man, I, I mean, I get that. I get that every day, seemingly. Yes, sir. You are very blessed and highly favored. I believe that. Wow, wow. And in the, in the way I grew up, my father buying a house when I was two years old, right across the street from a Jewish synagogue. and Yes, sir. And, and and uh, Herbert Wright lived on that street, man. That was wow. definitely, yeah, that was something, man. A friend of my <laughs> father, man. <laughs> yeah. You had a great, uh, well, your father from down south, where, where was your father from originally? My father from Barbados. Oh, wow. Okay, that's why you got the beat. Okay, that's why mother, it makes a lot of sense there. Both my parents from Barbados, both of them. Wow. Wow. Okay, that makes sense. Were they, were they into Marcus Garvey at all? Were they Garveyites or did they follow Marcus uh, Garvey? Um, I didn't hear my father talk about him. My, my father's probably hip to him. Okay. Yeah. It's like he come from strong groups, though. Dude. Like, I talked to Randy Weston uh, this past week. I went to his home in Brooklyn. All right. And uh, his father's from the islands, too, and his mom's from Virginia. And, you know, it's like y'all come from very strong groups, man. Y'all got a lot of, y'all, like, very confident. Yeah. Y'all know who y'all are. Y'all know where yeah. y'all going. And y'all know how to help people along the way. Y'all, like, you know. Uh, okay. <laughs> Y'all some proud black men. You know, it's good to see that, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, y'all got history behind y'all, too. Y'all, y'all making history. Y'all part of a tradition. And I, I just wish the young people could understand where they come from, like you all have. Like, you know, it, it'd be a blessing that young people understand the importance of a Roy Haynes or a Randy Weston or people like that or a Charlie Parker or all yeah. our people that did some phenomenal things. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know what I would have done if I didn't decide to be a jazz drummer or a drummer. Yes, sir. And t- turn out the way I did, man. And well, growing up l- like I did, man. Even when I was very young, I I don't know meeting people like Herbert Wright mm-hmm. and my father giving me drum lessons from Herbert Wright. Remember Herbert Wright's wife and live right across the street. From where I live, and my God, I, I was fortunate for that, man. Did they ever cook you something that down home South cooking, like Herbert Rice, a wife, kept cook for you? Yeah, yeah. I had most, most of some of that food, man. <laughs> so she was a pretty good cooker. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Those shrimp and grits or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't hear the word grits when I was that young. Oh, no, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> yeah, sir, buddy. All right, man. So it's nice rapping with you, man. And yeah, it's an honor. Yes, sir, it's an honor. I'm glad. I'm very, I'm very humble and excited. I'm, you made my day. 
Yeah, man. Well, you helped make my day today. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on doing what you're doing, Brother Roy. Do it as long as you can do it. Keep on pushing, <laughs> sir. And we love you madly. In the words of Duke Elton, we love you madly, man. Yeah, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Talk All right. to you again soon. Yes, sir. I hope so. All right. All right.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.